You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Welcome, everyone. I am Johnny Christ, and this is the Drinks with Johnny podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in another week. Um, and congratulations to the two teams, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, for making it to Super Bowl 55. That's in two weeks. Um, incredible for both those uh, teams and both those quarterbacks. Wow. Really excited to see this matchup for Super Bowl, obviously. I am a football fan. It is not either one of my teams, but hey, I enjoy watching the game. So congratulations to both of those teams. Super Bowl 55 is going to be the first Super Bowl where a team will be hosting as a home stadium. It's the first time it's ever happened. Of course, leave it to Tom Brady to do that, to be the first to uh, pull that off. Uh, congratulations to them. And I can't wait for the for the match, the, uh, the, the Super Bowl game coming on February 7th, which is actually my son's birthday he's gonna be turning four man time flies time flies right here at drinks with johnny too as we bring you another throwback episode that's right we're gonna go back to april 30th of 2020 the year that was the uh midst of the pandemic this was that i had this wonderful wonderful conversation from a live episode with uh all elite wrestling's ceo tony khan Absolute blast. A very good dude. Um, actually become quite good friends with him over the last while just through uh, <laughs> virtually, of course. I haven't made my way over to Florida just yet to say hi. I can't wait till I can actually do that and uh, have a drink with Tony in person. This conversation was really fun for me. We get to get into everything. All elite. They were leading up for the Double or Nothing pay-per-view back in May. Uh, this was leading up to that, so there was a lot of cool things that were happening in AEW. We also talk a little bit about Tony Khan and his dad and uh, the as owners of another Florida football team uh, in the Jacksonville Jaguars who have a very interesting offseason coming up here for all you sports fans. Uh, are they going to take Trevor Lawrence? Seems like that seems like the logical explanation for having that first round pick and and getting Davis Sweeney as the head coach and they got a slew of picks so we'll see what happens with Tony Khan and the ownership over at the Jacksonville Jaguars. We get into a little bit of that. Uh, this was a quicker chat, uh, one of our live ones, as I said, that we're throwing back to. Um, you could check that out on the Drinks with Johnny YouTube channel. You can see us chatting live. Uh, some things I remember from this episode as I go back. I'm having a lot of fun going back to these. I hope you guys are too. It's just fun to see the progression of Drinks with Johnny and these conversations we're having. Um, 24 minutes was it was this one, about a half hour. And then we, we, went, we turned off the live button and went on and had a wonderful conversation with Tony. It lasted another two hours. I was, I was drinking White Claws with this guy virtually. Neither one of us wanted to, to get off the phone. And uh, it was so much fun. And I can't wait, as I said, to, to, to have those drinks with him in person again and have more of a chat. If you haven't already, when you're done listening to this episode, go find the Tony Khan episode in the archive right here. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast as well while you're listening here. And just go back and listen to that one if you haven't. We take a deeper dive into everything that we touch a little bit upon right here on this live episode. Um, I do remember that uh, afterward I sent Tony... The, the recording from the episode uh, and he was, you know, as, as I send it to everybody asking, is there anything you want me to take out that you felt, you know, strongly about? And he was like, no, but 
man, why was I yelling so much in this in that episode? So go back and listen to that. You'll see he was pretty hyped. I think I think it was the first time both of us were able to talk to someone outside of business or anything like that. We were just having some fun. So that's definitely one you want to check out. Uh, without further ado, though, I'm going to give you guys this live throwback episode with All Elite Wrestling CEO Tony Khan. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Johnny Christ, and this is Drinks with Johnny Live. And let's keep that going for my co-host, Slim Bob. How you doing over there, man? He doesn't have a lot to say, but he's gotten me through these difficult times. Thank you so much, Slim Bob. I love you. You're a little creepy, but you make me happy. Um, yeah, thanks for checking out the show, guys. Hope you all are staying safe, healthy, and sane in these crazy times. Also, let's thank... Let's go ahead and give a applause and thank all the essential workers out there, frontliners that are doing their best to keep us safe, healthy, and well-fed well at that. So um, a lot of times I start off this show with a little cocktail of some kind, but I'm going to skip that today and just go ahead and bring in my guest. I have a very special guest. He is the CEO of All Elite Wrestling. Let's just bring him on. He doesn't need that much more of, a, of an intro. Tony Khan, how are you doing today, man? Hey, Johnny. I'm very well. It's great to see you. Great to see you, too, man. This is fantastic. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I see you got that really, really great background over there. Where are you out in the world right now? I'm in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, okay. I, we had the NFL draft, and uh, I also run uh, AEW out of Jacksonville. Oh, okay. So uh, it's um, a multitask out of uh, the same office. That's rad, man. That's rad. So is everyone uh, safe and healthy in your camp? Everyone's good? Yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you for asking. Thankfully, everybody's doing very well. Uh, family and staff and everybody's doing really well. Thank you. That's, that's fantastic. That's great to hear. That's great to hear. Thanks. So we talked very briefly on the phone yesterday, and then I was texting with a mutual friend of ours, Chris Jericho, and I found that you have an affinity for White Claw. Do you have White Claw on hand with you right now? I have a White Claw. I have okay. a White Claw right here. You know, let, let me grab mine. Let me grab mine real quick. Got to grab That's it out of the fridge right there. All right, we got to crack these together, though. You ready, you ready to crack a claw, Brando? All right, one, two, three. Crack that claw. All right, cheers, great, man. man. Cheers to you. Ah, these things are great, aren't they? What flavor you got? I have a mango, and to be honest, like, mango and black cherry, I kind of... Uh, after the draft was over, uh, went through the flavors I really like, <laughs> and uh, now all I and got now you're stuck. Now you're stuck with the mango. Okay, I got it. I drank all. Yeah, we drank all the uh, you know raspberries and pink grapefruits and limes uh, around. So yeah. that's what I got left. I was actually drafting from home, uh, yeah. but I, it's like really close uh, between where I live and uh, my office here. So uh, for the NFL draft last week, they had like all the teams and all the executives operating out of our homes. Which yeah. is nice. Yeah, I saw that. It must have been a little bit more lax. I mean, it's still a pretty hectic time for you, I got to imagine. <laughs> As you said, you know, you're... Honestly, it's, it's a crazy time for everybody. And what's yeah. cool for me is I got to see my dad because I hadn't, like, been... We talk every day, but I didn't see my dad in person in, like, almost two months. Oh, so, shit. Yeah, because uh, my mom and dad are kind of in the at-risk group. They're 69 yeah. and 70. So I, you know, didn't want to expose them to any, like, germs I'd been around. And so I isolated for a few weeks before the draft. And uh, the first time my dad and I had seen each other since NFL committee meetings in, like, the beginning of March was, was just last week, which was really nice. 
Yeah, wow, that must have been really cool. Well, again, thank you so much for being on the show. I know you're a busy guy. You got all these things we're gonna get into here, um, at least as much as we can with the time we've got. So appreciate that. You met, yeah. obviously mentioned the draft was last week. Um, I noticed with the first two picks, you went out and replaced Ramsey, and I'm gonna butcher his name, uh, Gothwee. Um, I, yeah. I, I wouldn't say that. I mean, we picked players uh, that play, you know, important positions on our defense, but definitely like that was, trying to we're, replace. We're, yeah, were, were these, um, and forgive my ignorance on, on the, uh, how it works beside the, behind the scenes on the draft, but um, it, were you targeting these two guys in the first round for sure, or were they, when it came down to it, was it, these are the best guys left on the board, we got to take them no matter what position they're at? Well, you know, we spent months getting ready, and after, like, months of getting ready, we talked the night before the draft with my dad and, and Dave Caldwell, the GM of the Jags, and Doug Marone, uh, the head coach of the Jags. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, my dad owns a club, and I, I am in charge of all the stats and analytics. Yeah. So uh, I use, like, uh, you know, data and analysis to try and identify players that, you know, have a good chance of succeeding and try to find, like, red flags on different players in the process, too. Wow. And uh, it's it's really fun. I really enjoy doing it. And, uh, you know, the players we drafted were players that we talked about extensively on Wednesday night in our conversations. Uh, it, was, it was really cool. Uh, and those positions were definitely identified as positions of need, but it, those specific two players were really the guys that we had talked about on Wednesday night that we thought, you know, this could break our way and we'd have a chance to get these two great players. That's great. So... That's, a, that's another behind-the-scenes question I have for that. Like, I, I'm, I'm sure it's not this way, but I, I got to imagine, do you have, like, other friendships with other owners, or is, it, is everyone just out to get each other on draft day? There's a, totally. I have, we have friendships with all 31 of the other owners, and my dad is really close to the other owners, and I have a lot of friends who are owners, and we're on committees, and we work together yeah. to promote the league and grow the sport. And, is it, so uh, is it just a friendly game of poker on draft day? You got everyone just holding their hands close to the vest? Totally. Yeah. Totally. But you, you know what's cool is you can't really trade cards with your friends in a big poker game. And if you're playing cards with 32 people, you know, especially with your closest friends, you might go out and uh, swap picks or do different things. And because uh, we had swapped a lot of picks around, we were fortunate where we had like 12 draft picks through the seven rounds, so we accumulated a lot of other picks through trades and got a lot of really good young players we're excited about. So it was, yeah, a, so, it was a really I big mean, week. Do you have any you know, inside knowledge going in draft day? I mean, you, obviously your analytics and what you're hoping to, to, to drop your way, but is there any like insider information between the other owners? You're like, hey, who oh, yeah. are you taking? And who are you taking? So, you, so Not, all the owners know or? I feel like oh, there's a lot of gossip in the in both the owner community, but honestly, um, I probably spend more time in the scouting and because I work in player personnel on day-to-day -day yeah. basis. So, like, I do communicate with the other owners. I also work in football, so I deal with like, you know, talk to others, general managers, scouts. I go to the scouting combine. I go to a ton of college football games and scout games. And uh, a lot of times, people are like, "Yeah, like, do you go to the games?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I work. I work yeah. at the games." And like, uh, <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> and I love and I love it. And uh, but but yeah, I, I also work on the football side. So uh, you know, in terms of like being in there for like rule, voting on rules, or uh, you know, going to like I said, the scouting combines where we go to evaluate and interview players and go to the Senior Bowl uh, to do to do that. To so you would scout, have... evaluate players this year with. Go ahead. 
Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. The Corona, it was just like a huge emphasis on the scouting combine and the Senior Bowl this year. Because, oh, yeah. like, with usually we go to schools and we interview people firsthand and work people out at their college, or you bring a certain amount of people every year to your facility. Like, you know, you'd bring people to Jacksonville. But this year, you weren't really able to do that. So everything you got done before mid-March was, like, very, very valuable, valuable. work. Wow. So and, you guys felt pretty good about what you had done before March, obviously, and... and Congratulations on your draft. I, I, I get asked the question, how do you feel about your draft? But I'm sure you feel pretty damn good about it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like everybody, like, you know, they, they drafted the players they like best. So you, every, I think everyone kind of generally likes their draft. If you don't, it's probably not a good sign if we're like, it was yeah. last week and you're already regretting stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really very, sure about this. We're just kind of flipping coins over here. <laughs> yeah, we're feeling really well. Thank so you, you for asking. Yeah, so if, 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 you, if you're out doing a lot of the scoutings and watching the games and stuff, you're, you're pretty close to a lot of the players, right? Like, yeah. yeah. So you have these yeah. relationships. Um, forgive me, but when we go back to Gakwe there, I saw that you guys had a little bit of a Twitter beef going back and forth a minute ago. I, have, uh, I can't comment on that. I, I love, I, okay. He's great, and I, I have had a great relationship with him in the past, and I haven't seen him... Uh, in person in a while, but I, I like him a lot as a person, and he, uh, I like him a lot as a player, and uh, I've always really gotten along with him very well. Uh, so hats so. off to him in, his, in, in the rest of it's his great. career, and you guys are ready to move yeah, forward, and no, no, no harm, he's, no foul? He, I don't want to, I mean, he plays <laughs> here for us, and uh, he's, yeah. he's somebody I've always had a great relationship with, and he's still a, a person who's with us, and I like him a lot, and I think he's a great player. Uh, so yeah, we'll see what happens. That's great, um, yeah. 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 Then so then let's shift. Oh no! Not, before we shift, I wanted to ask you amidst the COVID nineteen corona, you just touched upon it about a little bit. How confident and how much uh, information do you have that the season is going to uh, start on time with or without a crowd or minimal crowd? What are, What are you hearing about that, and what are your hopes? Uh, I'm hoping. Uh that, that you know the, the, there'll be games but I don't know and uh, I can't really comment at this time mm -hmm. I don't think we have enough information to say what That's what's going to happen and uh, but uh, you know I I think uh, all the sports leagues are, are working and trying to figure out the best way forward yeah so, yeah are you I know you don't really know yet but what are you guys is there anything you're discussing currently with the other owners that maybe that's something you're excited to like maybe not excited the word but uh, promising in any way of of a way that it could continue. I mean, we're just working on like you know what we can do in terms of precautions, best practices, and mm -hmm. I'm trying to do those same things at AEW and with the Jaguars and with Fulham, and I think with all of our all of our players, or in the case of AEW and the, all of our wrestlers, uh, you know, just make sure that it's a, the safest possible environment where people feel comfortable coming in. Absolutely. And, so yeah, right now I think everybody's just looking at what's out there in terms of the best technologies for testing and the best methodologies for, you know, a safe path forward for everybody. Yeah, no, I, I imagine that's. Uh, yeah, I'm sure everyone's working really hard on that, and I thank you for that because the way you guys have handled an AEW has been pretty awesome. I've been I've been watching that very closely um, as a big fan. Thank you for uh, going out there and buying up this company and bringing it to TNT and everything and creating it rather than buying it, creating this Thanks. company. Because um, it's really brought back some fandom to wrestling for me. I grew up on wrestling, as I'm sure you did. And 
there was a time there where I just really wasn't paying attention anymore. And, you know, so with you're friends, friends like Chris. Chris. You're friends with Chris. Yeah, very good. I've known Chris for about 12 years now. Um, we've done a bunch of festivals together and stuff in his band Fozzie and been out to a lot of stuff when he was with the WWE. And, uh, yeah, I had a chat with him a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, yeah, he was, he was talking about how you guys had to film, like, several episodes out right now because you can't actually get the guys together right now. What's, what's that trajectory looking like for you guys when you could get more shows? Because you don't want to run out of those pre-taped that you already got, right? Well, we actually, uh, we're running, uh, we're live next week. So oh, uh, we're back with a live show next week. So Chris and uh, Chris is coming back to the ring. Chris has a street fight uh, next week. The shows we did, uh, we got through. I just Chris and everybody who came in and worked those shows. I was so thankful. Like I can't thank them enough uh, yeah. because uh, the shows we've done over the last month, I think they were great. And you know, was, we came off last night's show. Uh, we had a huge uh, lift in our young audience, and we were up uh, 19 percent in the 18 to 34. Congratulations! Which... That, that deserves a laugh track or a, a clap track rather. That's congratulations, man. Yo, uh, I appreciate. It. I was watching actually, and it was it was a great. Sh- Great show, man. You started off heavy with Cody and Darby and ended with uh, Lance and uh, uh, the other roads, Dustin, the, the Hall of yeah. Famer. <laughs> and no, I mean, and all throughout a very entertaining. Of course, I'd be, I'd be a fool not to mention a little bit of the bubbly segment. That was, that was pretty epic. I texted Chris immediately after I saw it and I was like, that was hilarious. That was awesome. That was well done. Um, if any of you haven't seen it, Chris and the guys came up with this thing where they're punching each other through their phones, basically, and kicking each other's ass. And there's some great cameos that come out of it. It was kind of a parody, I think, of like the, the stuntman video that had gone viral. And Chris is like a genius at these uh, videos. And Chris is constantly reinventing himself. And I think yeah, under these like difficult circumstances, the past month, Chris has been like amazing at keeping people entertained, like and innovating and finding new ways to do it. Like... Uh, you know, through these shows, as you know, I saw Chris on commentary is just incredible. Dude, his commentary has been rad. I mean, even especially him and Tony Schiavone, which thank you for bringing that guy back into the world. <laughs> Tony Schiavone was oh, a childhood uh, thing that I was hearing in my ears uh, every week on, on Monday Nitro. You know, like it was so, so cool to see him back in the industry and doing that. So you're a big wrestling fan, like growing huge, up. Huge. What did you uh, watch? You watched Nitro? I watched Nitro. I also, I mean, I, I was one of the ones that flipped back and forth between Raw and Nitro. I was just like stoked. On the West Coast, because they would run live at, at different times, I was able to go back and forth and get Nitro and Raw. And to me, that was like, to have that going on in wrestling in a moment, like, and they were both going neck and neck, and it was such this battle that it just brought out the best in the talent in my eyes. And yeah. The storylines just got better, more ridiculous, more fun. I'm a storyline guy. I appreciate the in-ring work, of course, when they do something crazy, like Darby does his coffin drop, or uh, Lance does his new version of the, of the Razor's Edge backwards and shit. Like, I love all this <laughs> stuff. But to me, it's about a good storyline. And I think you guys are doing a great one with this championship, uh, the TNT championship. Tournament and that's so that's going to be live. The last match between Cody and and Lance. That's going to be a double or nothing. So Cody versus Lance is going to be a double or nothing. So uh, we've been building up. 
That is on May 23rd. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Here's yeah, that's, what, that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. Cheers, brother. Thank you, Johnny. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, May 23rd, yeah, it's it's going to be Lance versus Cody for the TNT Championship at Double or Nothing, and that's uh, you know first big match we've got announced, but there's a lot more coming here in the next week that we'll announce for Double or Nothing, and we're back with a live Dynamite on Wednesday, which I'm really excited about. Oh, I'll be uh, tuning in. That's awesome. I love the, I love what you guys are doing differently too than the let's call it the competition right now. Um, the 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 fact that you guys amidst COVID brought wrestlers around the ring as sort of an audience. I had a, I talked to Chris about this. I was like, it's so cool because I watched WrestleMania and no disrespect to the talent there, but they were playing to a crowd that wasn't that was obviously not there a lot of it. Um, I loved the show, but that was my only crit criticism of WrestleMania. And I love the way that you guys are doing it so that you're not playing to a crowd that's not there. You're, you've found a way to round that. Um, was, that uh, was that the talent figuring that out? Was that you or someone, some, someone in the office saying that was, saying that was me. Uh, that was me. And okay. uh, the weekend uh, after uh, things shut down, I went back home and uh, I knew that we were not going to be going to Rochester. And I had to, you know, postponed my show in Rochester and we had a huge crowd there and and then the next week we also had a big crowd in Newark and we kind of had to postpone these shows and and pivot and I was looking for a way to do this and uh, to be honest I looked for inspiration outside of wrestling and I looked at what other people had done in empty studios I watched uh, the shows that Dave Letterman had done uh, during Hurricane Sandy which were great shows and they were very good with what he did and he wow. had no audience but it wasn't uh, that that wasn't what I was looking for. And then I watched like shows that people were doing during their early outbreak of COVID. And, uh, you know, Jimmy Fallon was doing the show before he ended up moving to his house. He was still doing the show in the studio with the writers and the band as the audience. And yeah. that's where I got that's where I got the idea. Because oh, I, I watched some of the other talk shows and I was like, what's missing here is an audience. And Jimmy has an audience. Uh, one of my really close friends actually is one of one of his writers, and he was one of those people in there laughing at the jokes. And then uh, I was really inspired by it. And then we came back, and I was like, "This is what we're gonna do." And then the next day, after thinking about it some more, I, you know, I, I was like, "Okay, well, you know what? We could split them and have a babyface side and a heel side." Yeah. And then kind of spread That's kind them of a out football and, thing there too, right? You got you got the. The, the yeah, opposing two teams. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's like you got the two sidelines exactly, and uh, that was what I was going for with it. And then I texted, you know, the guys, and I texted Cody and the Young Bucks and Kenny. I texted Chris and and told them all that I, you know, I had a great idea, and it's kind of how I want to do it, and and that's what we ended up doing for the next show. Like you said, uh, March 18th was the first show without fans, and and that's when we came out with the the wrestlers in the audience and. Yeah, for, I'm really glad you enjoyed last night's show. I, yeah, I, I thought it was, I, I mean, uh, they're, they're all good. I'm not going to come on here and have you on my show and say, yeah, there's, there's some not-so-so ones. No, they're all good, but last night was exceptional in my eyes. I thought, I thought it was really building up to something exciting. I, I, could, see the, I could see the curve in your, in your writing and uh, booking, as they call it, I guess, in, the, in, the, in there. So that's, uh, that's really cool. Um, I've had Darby. I've talked to Chris. Um, I had Jake on before he joined you guys, Jake the Snake, who's just yeah. killing it as a manager right now. It's really cool to see him get another opportunity after having such a turmoiled life, we'll call it. Um, but uh, another thing that they all talk about that you are doing different than uh, the WWE is you're letting these 
these guys kind of take control of their own character a little bit, and it shows that the, it gives them a little bit more, I don't want to say like um, heart in these in these characters and the development. Um, well, there specifically has to be Darby. like an overall structure to it, but you don't want to like write like, you know, dialogue that's not believable for that person, which is why I would never sense. hand somebody a piece of paper and say like, I want you to say all this stuff because I can't speak for Darby. None of us can speak for Darby. And can't <laughs> yeah, speak he's for a good friend of mine anyone. now, but you, you can't speak for me. You don't know what's you don't know what's going on behind there a lot of the time. No, and it, that's the genius of Darby is yeah. like a lot of the creative and the and the, you know those vi videos and vignettes. Like Darby puts these things together. Like yeah. Yeah, like it needs an overall structure and like you said that's where the big picture booking comes in and, and I really love doing that and that's something I enjoy doing and you know we have a great writing process but I will say that like never do we write like you know a six paragraphs and hand it to somebody and say like here I need you to memorize these six paragraphs no it's like you know you need to know the important points you know who you're wrestling why you're wrestling them why you might be upset what day is the pay-per-view, when, when is a match, you know, whatever you need the, to know. The overall but, arc. The overall arc. Yeah, exactly. The, yeah. But I, you don't need to tell somebody every word. There might be, like, lines. You're like, now, if you say this, this could get a lot of heat. This could be good. And we do that all the time. Yeah. But um, that's the genius of it. And, like, I think, like, uh, the, I, I really believe, like you said, letting the wrestlers, like, showcase their personalities instead of, like, trying to, like, chain their personalities down. Yeah. Uh, it's, like, something that, like, makes a... The promos and all the talking segments and, and our Dude, stories. Promos feel are my favorite. I mean, that's that's what sold me on wrestling as a kid is the fucking promos. I mean, if you got a guy who can not only do it in the ring but then gets in front of a camera and just says some awesome shit, you're gonna fall in love with that character. And you got and I think the what your guys' approach is, I'm seeing a lot of cooler promos than some of the other competition. Let's say like there's there's the promos as you pointed out, Darby's doing himself. He has a he has a, a, a background in film school, so he's putting some some real thought and production into these promos that, frankly, have never been seen before. And, and that that goes back to you guys um, kind of lifting a little bit of the reins. So thank you for that as a fan. Thanks, man. We like we have some really really creative people that put together great stuff all the time. Chris put the bubbly bunch together. He's a genius. <laughs> just cool. brought, brought the people is. in, and we just put it together. And you know, this gave him the time and. And Chris, knew, Chris used his three minutes very, very well yeah. these past few weeks. And also just throughout the show, Chris, like we were talking about, him and Shivani have been an amazing team. This this coming week, Chris is going to get back in the ring because that's really cool. important too. So yeah. Chris is going to be in a street fight. So it's Chris and Sammy Guevara, the inner circle, against Matt Hardy and Kenny Omega Okay. in a street fight this week. That's going to be dope. Yeah, uh, uh, live street fight too. I can't back. wait to see that. It's going to be really fun on live TV. And then John Moxley's coming back. He's wrestling Kazarian, Frankie Kazarian from SCU, who's like, a, a, what a great wrestler, Frankie Kazarian. What a great career he's had. And those two have never wrestled. And, you know, Frank's been a champion at AEW. You know, other than Moxley, Chris has only really lost uh, to uh, yeah. SCU. When SCU yeah. beat uh, Chris and Sammy, they haven't really lost much other than uh, that match and also Dustin Rhodes and Hangman mm -hmm. did sneak one by, but but Chris has only lost a couple matches in the whole almost a year since we've been here. So uh, really, it's going to be. Gotta, I, you know, you got to keep him as a heel too. I mean, that's that's his best work. <laughs> he's, uh, I mean, you know, I I was just saying, I think like the Chris, uh, even if he's really entertaining and the bubbly bunch is like really fun stuff, and and 
if you think you like him, I mean, it doesn't mean he's not a dirty, cheating bastard. And, uh, <laughs> so he can, yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, and he's, 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 tremendous. Still, he's still got the great in work, uh, in-ring work, too, there, so it makes it, makes it believable for all of us. All right, really well, we got so much more to get into. I thank you so much for this live time. For everyone at home, I'm going to say goodbye to you for now. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you don't miss the rest of this conversation. I'm going to, I'm going to dive into a little bit more of Tony. That was just the facial shit. We're going to get some, some deeper shit. I want to know a little bit more about this guy and where he fucking came from. Let's, let's, let's get into that shit, okay? So, again, everybody hit the subscribe button down right here. Follow us here. I don't know if he's actually my director's sending shit out or not. But, yeah, Drinks with Johnny on Instagram and Twitter, drinkswithjohnny.com. You know where to find us. As always, till next time, cheers. And that'll just about do it for this week's episode of Drinks with Johnny. Thank you so much to Tony Khan, and thanks to all of you guys for checking out this episode. Now, I forgot to mention that earlier this week on AEW's Dynamite, that's on TNT every Wednesday night, uh, they celebrated Negative One's birthday. Happy birthday to Negative One. Uh, and that was just a really cool moment. Uh, I think the whole thing that they're doing for John Huber and, and uh, bringing his family in and after his uh, untimely passing, uh, I think has been really cool. Um, you know, it's it's a very hard thing to do, and uh, building it into the booking on the on the wrestling and making it a cool thing for his family, I think was a very uh, uh, respectable thing to do. So kudos to everyone at All Elite Wrestling for doing that. Um, you guys, as I said, can tune in too. All Elite's Dynamite on Wednesday nights on TNT. Check your local school listings for that. Um, having so much fun with this, guys. Thank you so much for all the support. Make sure you're subscribing to this podcast, the YouTube channel, and following us everywhere on social media. That's uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, we got a lot of cool things coming up for you guys. A lot of uh, really cool announcements, a lot of really cool guests that we're already scheduling right now. I think that some of them are going to be a really big surprise for you guys. You're going to really... Really have something to look forward to on Season 3, happening February 15th as it stands right now. We'll see if we uh, get it in on time. Uh, we got some really cool news probably coming to you next week. So uh, make sure you tune in again next week, and we'll see you then. Till next time. Cheers. Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild Podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. Well, hey, friends. My name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalist. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Okay.